greetings, boils and ghouls, to our bonus Halloween episode of Macabre Emporium. Surprise! Woohoo! Or is it really a trick that we never mentioned it before? No, this is a treat. Okay, then. Tonight, we're flipping things up for our first bonus episode. I, the head witch of the Emporium, am going first. And then David, the head ghoul, will be going second. I will bring in a discussion about our favorite Halloween music and movies. I'll bring some facts about Halloween and stupid laws regarding Halloween within the U.S. And then I will be quizzing David to see how much he knows about Halloween. And they're pretty easy, so if you get them wrong... Oh no, a trivia. I'm so scared. (laughs) Yeah, you should be. But they're not very hard. So if you get any wrong, I'm going to be super disappointed. Well, you got to remember, I'm also like a trivia master considering I was answering Jeopardy questions while changing a light bulb outside our house one day. Yeah, we're not talking about that. (laughs) It literally did happen, though. It was stupid. And then David will be bringing... Do you want me to tell them? Uh, Sure, you can if you want. He will be bringing us the history of... A Halloween staple, which would be haunted houses. And by haunted houses, I don't mean like there was 15 people murdered in that house and their spirits <laughs> still today. I'm talking about the attraction haunted houses or scream parks. Scream parks. Yeah, that's what that's what Niles, the Niles Haunted House now considers yeah. itself now because they've expanded so much. Okay, okay. All right, so let's, let's get... start. Let's start with our favorite spooky movies. All right. Mine, my very first one would be what? Scary or Halloween movie? Halloween. Halloween movie, definitely Hocus Pocus. Absolutely. I gotta say, after watching Hocus Pocus two, mm-hmm. that I very much liked it. Right. It it's different than the first. Right. But it still has the same feel to it, I think. It does a little bit. I mean, I could have done without the major branding of as much as, I mean, with the Walgreens thing. But, I mean, the whole yeah. Walgreens scene was funny. But, this... but you have to remember they're in present time, and with present time, you're going to get present shit. Right, I understand that, but I just mean, like, the whole plastering of Walgreens itself in this yeah. movie. But, but, you know, also, before we continue on, if you not have watched Hocus Pocus 2 at this point, and you're mad about spoilers, that's on you. Correct. Also, if you have watched it and you didn't watch it until the very end of the credits, you've missed out. I'm not going to say what it is, but you need to rewatch no. after the credits. Like, I was surprised as much as they focused on the cat in Hocus Pocus 2 <clears throat> that it was going to come out to be something like Zachary Binks in the beginning. But I was surprised. I was hoping, but he he officially died at the end of right what i'm saying but i'm something saying similar to Mm -hmm. zachary binks because of events that take place in that with the you know magic shop owner yeah so let's not try and spoil it too much for those that haven't listened but you know the ones mentioning in the walgreens scene i mean that was great about and then them you know taking off on modern day I, other other than Winterfriend, you know, you know Sarah was it Sarah the you know the blonde ditzy one, right? Yeah, and taking yeah. off on a Swiffer wet jet and the what's the Mary 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 on the Roombas. using the Roombas, <laughs> which is a great thing, you know, considering that she took off on a vacuum in the first one, you know. Yes, but, well, they had brooms, and then the little witches stole them, right? So they had oh, to yeah, find whatever. Right. So, 
But you know, when we went to Detroit and we got to see those costumes. Oh and, yes, yeah. that saw was... those costumes in person. It's like. You and they had the vacuum there. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. But then you don't realize how small some of these actors, small or big these actors are, until you actually see their stage-worn costume in front of you. Like, yeah. Danny DeVito's. Oh, yeah. And then I'm not sure who played the Beast. But then again, with a Beast from Beauty and the Beast, his was, you know, he had the Beast costume on over it. But yeah. still, the size that he had to be to wear that, too, yes. as heavy as it would have been. Yep. So other than Hocus Pocus, what else are... I mean, even though I am, you know, your other half, I should know. You should. But they are. Uh, I'm just going to go down my list here and okay. then you can. I'm sure I'm going to say some of the ones that would be on your list, too. Right. If not, then you've got more to go off of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So aside from Hocus Pocus, I like my witchy ones like the craft. Practical magic is also one of my absolute favorites. Um the Exorcist, The Conjuring series, Sleepy Hollow, Ghostbusters. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Haunted Mansion. And I do like the movie, but I fell in love with the movie because of the ride mm-hmm. in Disney. My favorite. My absolute favorite. Um, As Above, So Below, Frankenweenie, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Edward Scissorhands, Repo the Genetic Opera, which is not really Halloween, but it is like gore. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Kind of spooky, post-apocalyptic scoop, scoopy. Scoopy. Spoopy, scoopy. Ooh, spooky. scoopy. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a ghost. A sh- well, you know, your cliche sheet goes running around with an ice cream scoop is what it is. I'm the ghost, scoopy ghost of, you know, Halloween pass or something. Why has that never been a thing? Why has there not been like a how you know like a Christmas Carol? Why isn't there not like a Halloween tale of something similar? You know, someone trying to, you know, that has lost their Halloween spirit or whatever, and the ghosts of Halloween past come and visit them. <laughs> Fucking Scoopy! Oh so, my god! I mean, so let's not trying to draw it on about it. So we got you know the Scoopy ghost of Halloween past and a cliche sheet with an ice cream scoop. What would be? <laughs> what would be the Halloween ghosts oh. of, Hall- of Halloween's present? Like what? <laughs> okay, moving on. It'd have to be like slutty Harley Quinn. <laughs> like it, that that. Oh. Go to a Halloween party. <clears throat> True. Guarantee you, there's at least five there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so any of the Universal monster movies, trick or treat. The witches, the original witches, not the shitty remake. You mean like, you mean the one where the kid got turned into a mouse, wasn't it? Yes. Oh yeah, I remember <clears throat> that one now. Coraline and the Adams Family. What are some of your favorite spoo- Scoopy movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a thing now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. As much as we mentioned it already. <laughs> Some of mine would be, it would you know, also would be A Nightmare Before Christmas, Ghostbusters, obviously, um, and for the record, the 2016 reboot is not an actual Ghostbusters movie. Fight me on this. I will I will die on that hill. Uh, the Evil Dead series, um, obviously Trick or Treat, when, that, when, when we went to Dead Con last year, if I would have had a giant bag of candy, I would have given that kid that showed up in the same costume the whole damn thing. Oh, I know. Uh, so let's see. Um, 
really wish I would have written, written all these out. So I've already said Evil Dead. Oh, you know, yeah, it's Friday the 13th. So not all Nightmare on the Street movies. I haven't seen all of them. I've seen, like, the first one. Uh, Freddy's Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Freddy versus Jason. That was probably, like, one of the first horror. Actually, I think that is actually the very first horror movie I ever actually saw in theaters was Freddy versus Jason because I didn't really watch them a whole lot growing up. And I can't really think of too many more off the top of my head. I would probably have to add the one that we got from Kelly. <laughs> oh, uh, the Chillerama, yes. Totally. <laughs> Chillerama. Oh, Chillerama, yeah. I like the more of the, I guess you could call them short story anthology movies, I guess. Yeah. It would be yep. Like that and the creep show ones as well, too. Yep. Those are great as well, too. Tales of Halloween is yep. another good one. Dusk Until Dawn, yeah, now that I brought that up. For some reason, I don't know how that triggered my head into my head about bringing those up. What? Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. Well, they're vampires, so. Yeah, it could be it. No, yeah. the, the anthology movies bring, bringing that up triggered, you know, the oh. the memory of Dusk Until Dawn. I don't know. So, Pretty sure it was probably Selma Hayek on the pole. I'm sure a lot of my guys my age got, you know, suddenly went into puberty after seeing that whole scene. <laughs> Boing! <laughs> Boing! <laughs> All right, we're not keeping the boing sounds in. Yes, we are. Or maybe find a sound clip of fucking Beavis doing his. <laughs> that would be great. I'm sure there's probably guys out there my age nodding their head about an agreement about the whole Selma Hayek, you know, snake dance scene from Dusk Until Dawn. The second one, probably not so much. I think I watched it once. I hardly even remember the second one. I don't even know that I've seen the second one, or maybe I have, and it was just so lackluster no. compared to the first that I don't remember. No. Even though I know you hate this movie, I'm going to have to say it. Zombievers? Nope. Not that one. Willy's fucking Wonderland. Yep. Willy's wa- Wonderland. God. <laughs> it's really not as bad as she's trying to make it sound like he- it is. Okay, I don't know what movie you watched when we were watching that together, but that was fucking atrocious. I was I was watching the live action version of Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know what you were watching. Like, uh, okay, so I'll be the first one to say that Nicolas Cage is not my favorite actor. Not even in the scope of like a decent actor, in my opinion. Even with him not speaking in this movie, not uttering one word. Other than, uh, Again, not uttering one word. <laughs> like, I, I can't. I can't with him. All right. But, you know, since you mentioned Zombievers, I would say that, but not really. I would definitely take that over Willie's Wonderland again <laughs> <laughs> any day. It wasn't that bad. It To me, it was. I. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, I mean, so let's... So what about music wise? Because we could probably go on and like Ooh. make this a three-hour episode, rambling on and debating about Halloween movies and whatnot. Probably. Let's see if you get this right. This is not the quiz portion. Oh, I figured you'd tell me when we're starting on that. What would be my number one favorite Halloween song? This is Halloween. No. Not it. It's not nope. Halloween oh, specific, no. but it's I know. like with your love of the eighties. I know it's got to be something like. Somebody's watching me. <laughs> I love me some Rockwell. But no, it, that is on the list. But no, that's not it. Okay. Uh, black number one, typo negative. I would have not. Well, well, of course, I wouldn't have thought of that as a Halloween song. But I, that's why I said that it's not so much Halloween, but it's, you know, it's spooky season music. Okay. Uh, this is Halloween, obviously, right. is on the list. 
Now, the original or the Marilyn Manson version? They're both good. I mean, I love the original because it's straight out of the film, but right. Manson, he he did that justice. Right. I don't um, think... The only other <clears throat> artist I could probably think of that could do a great cover of that is Wednesday 13, maybe. Oh, yes. I would love if he did one. Um, So, yeah. Somebody's watching me. My mm-hmm. Rockwell's on my list. The Monster it's, Mash. It's interesting that you yeah. say that, the, mo- the Monster Mash, because... Even though I know some diehard Misfits fans are probably going to hate me for saying this, but the Monster Mash cover from the Misfits is on my list. It's, they, again, did it justice. I Put a Spell on You by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Not just because it was in Hocus Pocus. I loved it before that. But it's, it's a fun little song. Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I don't know if I ever, ever made you listen to this one. But it's called Bloodletting by Concrete Blonde. No, I don't think I've ever even heard of Concrete Blonde. I love that song. Uh, Peekaboo and Rawhead and Bloody Bones from Susie and the Banshees. Don't Fear the Reaper. I mean. Yeah, because we need more cowbell. (laughs) That's a good good song all year round. Uh, Anything from Wednesday 13 or Raven Black would make my list. Which, if you've never heard of Raven Black, I highly... Recommend you check them out. We saw them live as an opener for the Static X reunion tour about two years, almost three years ago now, I think. Yeah. And we were, I had heard it before, but I don't think Sarah ever listened to them before. And she was blown away. She, uh, this little tiny lady comes out on stage in like a baby doll dress and she's got crazy face makeup on and she's like twirling this parasol and it sounded like creepy circus music and I immediately fell in love with it. It was, yeah, de- definitely recommend them. Wednesday 13 as well. Right. Um, Which, interesting, you know, because this being a semi-true crime podcast, he actually has a song based off of the Zodiac Killer. Oh, yes, he do. It's called Zodiac. Imagine if, you know, it was called anything else. Right. But yes, he's got amazing music. And he's, um, you'd categorize him as like goth rock glam rock maybe but he does all of his stuff is horror themed it's yeah he's great um the song bella lugosi's dead from bajas and spooky by lydia lunch i don't think i've even heard of lydia lunch (laughs) i probably heard the song but just not put two and two together yeah do you have any other like songs that you like to hear around halloween time Yes, I can't remember the name of the group. It is from about the same time as, you know, um, the original Monster Mash came out. It was mm-hmm. like Little Red Riding Hood. It's like Sam something something in the Shams, oh. I believe. I should have like wrote this all down ahead of time. But I didn't because, you know, how I like to be like unprepared most of the time when we do this. Fuck yeah. You love being put on the spot. I know that. Yeah. Totally that I can't, my entire brain wants to stop working for me today. <laughs> um, so anyhow, going on. So um, for me, I listen to a lot of Psychobilly outside of, yeah. you know, the season anyway. So literally just about any Psychobilly band that you can hear out there. Yep. So um, like one of them is like the Mentos, uh, Dementors or Dementos. I can't remember the name of the group off the top of my head. Or Dementors or Go, we'll just say for now. Um, they have a song called Bodies in the Basement. So and then have uh, I heard this? You have probably heard that song from them. 
but I know you have heard the cover of Johnny Cash's Jackson that he's done with another with another lady that I cannot remember her name. Oh, maybe. Um, so there's that. And then there's Necromantics. I mean, their entire freaking catalog is like all Halloween themed, but one of their favorite songs from them is uh, Gargoyles over Copenhagen. And <laughs> Okay. And then Colorable Blues, they're one the one album they had where which that's the thing that sucks about Rockabilly. Uh, Rockabilly and Psychobilly. There's these bands that have these like f- amazing fucking albums and then they just do one and then they just disappear. And just like um and even by names alone too, it's just like, oh, who are these guys? These are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like so there's like there's a Spanish group called Hola Ghost. They actually have two albums, but they have a song called Chupacabra, which is literally about that. So that's, I would say that's another one of those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cold Rebel Blues. Now I can't remember the name of the song. The entire album is kind of a spooky Halloween-ish type vibe. Um, like one of the songs on there is like called Hellblock 13, you know, a lucky number mm-hmm. 13 whatnot. The Stellar Corpses, they actually, yeah. they have... A song called Cemetery Man that's actually quite good. And then they did a cover, a psychobilly cover, basically, of Katy Perry. A Katy what? Perry song, yes. But they changed it. It's not I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It. It was I Kissed a Ghoul and I Liked It. Oh, God. <laughs> and Ghost. We can't forget Ghost. Yeah. Which is funny that you mentioned that I saw today a meme of, like, from Family Guy where Noah's, like, with the penguin with the the head of an elephant. Uh And then on the other side, it's the, it's supposed to be God looking at an elephant and a penguin. And on the little, like, half-breed, it says ghost. And then on the elephant, it says Abba. And the other one says Black Sabbath. And God's like, would you like to explain this to me? Because of a lot of people have put it that want to hate on ghosts is that it's like goth disco. <laughs> oh, but they're not wrong. <laughs> right. So, and so, you know, with my Spotify list and this other group from Europe that keeps showing up on ghost mix lists, uh-huh. is, uh huh, is they're called the Night Flight Orchestra. And I'm just like, why the fuck are they showing up on these, cre- these like, you know, lists with ghosts? They're not even close together. And then I see this meme today, and I'm like, oh, that makes more sense to why they show up on there. That band's weird, though. Which one? The something orchestra. That oh, you the Night Flight about. Orchestra? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know why. I just... I know. It's like, I would say it's more of a modern-day ABBA, I think. Them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. And yeah, we're... This is turning into a music podcast at this point, so maybe we should move on to our next little subject. Okay. If unfortunately you can't really find their music on Spotify, but you can on uh, YouTube, is a group called Zombie Ghost Train from Australia. It's unfortunate that you can't find their stuff on uh, Spotify because there's one song called R.A.P., which is like their very first song I heard from them, and they mm-hmm. are another great psychobilly band that's out there. Well, that was out there. Hmm. So think that's about it for music on me because you know i could probably go on the more i talk the more i'm going to remember about music and then it's yes. going to be the we'll next never day get you to shut up yeah and then we'll end up using up the last 16 hours of my hard drive space on just me going on about music <laughs> probably <laughs> okay so let fun me take facts oh. fun fun facts i'm moving on but let me take a vape break before we do fun facts okay 
All right. Whenever you're ready, start with fun facts. Okay. So, just fun, random little things about Halloween. So, on average, children that trick-or-treat bring home a bag of candy worth about 11,000 calories (laughs) or 365 teaspoons of sugar. You know what that all equals to? Fucking diabetes. Yep, diabetes. Um, But that's just for the little plastic, like, pumpkin pals that you can get. So you're talking about the traditional... Just, yes, the little plastic pumpkins. Okay. Now, when you and I were kids, at least when... We, you know, me and my sisters mm-hmm. went trick or treating. Um, we would take a, a pillowcase and it would be like halfway full. I don't remember us, to, you know, our parents giving us the pillowcases. I think we actually had the same, you know, the plastic yeah. Halloween buckets yeah. or something similar to that. Or so we would take out pillowcases and that's just mm-hmm. what we used, and they would be like halfway full. So if you get that much sugar and that out of those little pumpkin things then can't imagine like a half a pillowcase full of candy but you get you you here in indiana Mm -hmm. not a not a halloween state well now i think a lot of it has to do with you know the mass hysteria behind the razor blades and candies and shit like that yeah i know because it it's maybe hey it could be an episode later on about because it came down to one thing that happened, so, you know, it bleeds, it leads. It gets right. blown up of a father that, you know, when, if I remember correctly, is that he killed his son and his best friend using those giant three-foot-long pixie... Yeah, yeah much mouth going on. Three-foot-long pixie sticks, and he took some of it out, mixed in rat poison, if I remember correctly, and resealed the tube, and that's where a lot of that mass hysteria came from, this one isolated incident. Maybe. So that, and then with that, the trunk or treat's becoming more and more popular all over the place because... I I really hate those. Like, they have completely taken away what Halloween was. Right. And then you hear for all times, like, oh, trick or treating's not the way it is. Just because you're doing it, you're you're destroying it yourselves. Correct. You know. Oh, I wish my kids could grow up to Halloween as I did, then stop the the trunk or treats. You know, now that subdivisions develop are more of a thing now that they are bring back Halloween. Let's make Halloween great again. For real. But let's not use Trump slogans. That was. <laughs> so that's getting cut out. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a great rant going there and then you had to ruin it. <laughs> Sorry. So maybe it's staying after all. It. It. It's right. fine. I'll take it on post that it's so now that now means I know I have to. Uh so yeah. Michigan, where I grew up, huge Halloween area. Oh yeah, I've seen that many times going up like, there. We'd have the neighbors that would hand out like the full size candy bars and all of the houses would mm-hmm. be decorated. Like it was Halloween up there was a ton of fun. I don't think we had, you know, the quote-unquote rich person's house that did the full-size candy bars growing up in our, in my mm-hmm. neighborhood. I mean, do you remember recalling the one house that always gave away pennies? Oh, my God. Have I told you about the house that when I was still in Waterford, okay, mm-hmm. which means I was seven or younger than seven, mm-hmm. um, the house to directly to our left were like hardcore Bible thumpers. And they literally passed I out think you have mini Bibles oh, to everybody yeah, that came to their door this. on Halloween. 
I'm scanning images of Edward Scissorhands and they like uh, religious neighbor in my head as you're explaining this. Oh. The one that he trimmed the bush to look like the devil facing into her window, that lady. That's the one I'm thinking of in my oh head, my basically. God. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. All right. No. Like, oh Thankfully, my God. growing up in the south side of the town that I did, I don't think we ever encountered that either. Ugh. It's crazy. Like, no one wants a Bible on Halloween. Let's get some blood. Anyways. Uh, so, did you know that there is an actual fear of Halloween and anything Halloween related? Yeah, they're called, you know... Bible-thumping Christians. Incorrect. But, I mean, kind of correct. Sawinophobia is what it's called. How how appropriate. Yes. Which is funny because most people, you know, will read that and will probably read it as Sam Fame-phobia. Sam (laughs) Hain-phobia. So, before we continue on, I just want people to understand that I don't, you know, have anything against religions or anything like that. And it isn't when people blowing up our email address. It's like, oh, how dare you say things about Christianity? No, I'm not meaning it like that. It's just there's regular Christians and then there's the extreme ones. Correct. And now I'm actually going avoid against my note in the fucking <laughs> script. Are. I just realized that. So, okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. The world record for the heaviest pumpkin weighed in at 2,624.6 pounds and was grown in Belgium. Hmm. That's a big ass pumpkin. Yes, it is. Like, oh, how many tons of weight pounds did you say it was? Two thousand six hundred and twenty-four point six. So it's like over one ton. Yeah, it's yeah. You could feast on that bitch for days. Mm-hmm. So many pies. <laughs> so many roasted seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm like now. I'm getting like an image of Bubba Gump in my head. <laughs> but it's like all pumpkin things. Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday, second to the, in my opinion, worst holiday. Valentine's Day. No. Christmas. Valentine's Day? Why do you, why are you hating on Valentine's Day? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just, I was just taking a stab in the dark there. Oh, I see what you did. The largest Halloween parade is held every year in, where do you think it's held? Um, my first guess is going to be Salem, Massachusetts, but I'm going to say that is incorrect. It is incorrect. It is held in New York City. Uh, each year, over 50,000 people participate in the parade. Not just watch, they participate. How many did you say? 50,000. That's a bet. Just to give you a perspective, the town that we lived in, uh-huh. that's 6,000 shy of what the current population is there. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so yes, 50,000 people would participate in the parade, and it's usually viewed by around 2 million people on average. So why isn't this televised like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I don't know. I would much rather see a Halloween parade than a Thanksgiving or a Christmas Day Parade. Right. Halloween's traditional colors are obviously black and orange, but do Mm -hmm. you know that they actually represent something? No, I do not. Yes. So the... Orange represents uh, the warmth of autumn and the end of the harvest season. Some people say that it's orange because of, you know, pumpkins, but that's not what it is. The black represents death, fear, decay, and evil, but to some it means the time when the dead can converge on the living to have a little fun with us. So that's why those kind of became 
the colors. See, well, maybe we should mark this on the calendar. You taught me something today. Ha ha ha! In Halloween lore, cats, black cats in particular, you already know this, uh, are associated with witchcraft and are said to bring bad luck and misfortune. I don't know about that because all our black cat does is bring us more fucking bills, basically. And hair on everything. I'd say more hairs than bills. <laughs> like, more, well, not bills, but more expenses. And frustration because he's super fucking bougie. He is super bougie. Yeah, this guy, he will not eat anything other than actual salmon that we throw at him. Like, legitimate, fresh, cooked salmon. Anything salmon flavored, like cat food wise, he, he won't even touch it. It's said that children on Halloween are able to talk to spirits. Said that they're also immune to evil spirits and have the ability to read other people's dreams. That's kind of terrifying. And which I also find like contradicting or maybe it's just, you know, bullshit of like Discovery Channel shows where, you know, Uh those dramatizations are haunted house, things like that where these children become possessed. So that contradicts a lot of that stuff. But I'm going to go with the Discovery shows are completely fabricated. More than likely. Yeah. Because, I mean, last time we were visiting your family, when I was scrolling through the list of Discovery Plus, there was a show called, what was it, Haunting Amish or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, get the fuck out of here yeah. with this shit. Yeah. Um, okay, this isn't the quiz part, but I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. What do you think the number one highest selling candy is during Halloween? Candy corn. No. Incorrect. It's Reese's Cups. Uh, you know, that was actually should have been my first guess. And the second, close second, is Snickers. Still candy corn. No, it's not candy <laughs> corn. That shit's disgusting. Let me just gouge out some wax from my candle and just okay. eat that. It's about, about the same. Do you know what the original name for candy corn was? Yeah, and it's on... God, is it's it on there? on my quiz. Okay. I already know the answer to one of those questions. So I'm not even going to ask you that one. Did you know... That most shelters will not let you adopt black cats near Halloween? Yeah, I've heard of that before. I'm not sure if that's the case around here. Do you know why? Because of sacrificial... Yeah. Because people usually try and rid the world, I guess, of black cats with ritualistic killings involving them on Halloween night. Which is odd because Victorian periods, that's when cats were considered a tool mostly, but... You know, maybe I should do an episode on how weird the Victorian period was. With well, very. Speaking of black cats, Salem decides to make his entrance into an episode. Finally, screaming at her door for no reason. And <laughs> as long as it's not a mirror, I don't care. <laughs> so, if the animal shelters do allow adoptions, mm-hmm. specifically for black cats on Halloween or near Halloween, they usually like make that price skyrocket to kind oh, yeah. of. You know, Keep trying to deter people from actually trying to get yeah, them. yeah, and that's that's really sad. I mean, it's a temporary thing, but I, you know, it's gonna go into another rant if we don't carry on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna carry on. Stupid laws from oh, this should be good within the U.S. <laughs> regarding Halloween in Alabama. It is illegal to wear a priest or a nun costume. In fact, it could land you with a five hundred dollar fine and a year in prison. So no thoughts and prayers for Halloween then, huh? <laughs> like T H O T S. None of those. Oh my god. 
the leg- <laughs> the legislature <laughs> passed this in 1965 as they say it disrespects religion and those that choose to put their faith in it. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm, now I'm kind of curious to know if that is still on the book because, you know, there is a sexy quote unquote costume for every profession out there. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. So now that I'm curious that I brought it up, you know, let's... Like, to the Google. Yeah, fire up the Google machine just so we can see this. Okay. Shall I wait while you Wh- look? Which one should I Google? Priest or none? Uh, none, obviously. Okay. So here's what we got. Yeah, so I knew they made them, but eh, thoughts and prayers for sure. Yep. <laughs> If you find yourself in Vendarg, I'm not entirely sure on how you pronounce that. It's in France, Vendarg. If you find yourself there for Halloween, keep in mind it is forbidden for anyone over the age of 13 to wear a clown costume. If you have to wear a costume, doesn't matter if it's Halloween time or not. If it's a clown costume in particular, you have to get permission from the town's authorities to wear it why this includes if your profession is like children's parties Mm -hmm. you have to have permission so so this is all year round this is yes that's weird but okay yep in again don't know how to say this rehoboth 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 i don't know look at it and tell me R-E-H-E-B-O-T-H. Anyways, it's somewhere in Delaware. But you can't celebrate Halloween on October 31st if it happens to fall on a Sunday. You'll be forced to celebrate it on October 30th. Which you think is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Halloween is not October 30th. Right. I don't care if it's a Sunday or not. Like, it's still Halloween. I mean, you've seen that before here, too, about Halloween trick-or-treating hours being, like... You know, on a Sunday that happens. Uh-huh. And then people then complain about it when it's on Monday. Yeah. yeah. The sale of silly string is prohibited in Hollywood, California from 12 a.m. October 31st to 12 p.m. November 1st. You can get a $1,000 fine just for being seen with a can of silly string in your hand. And like some of these laws, especially this one, probably... Is on the books and it's not even enforced. I'm sure, but the fact that it's it's been put into law anyways is just ridiculous. Like, can you even buy silly string still? Yes. Yeah, you can. Pay attention. Pretty sure you can get it at Dollar Tree. I'm sure. If you're in any grade above the eighth grade, you're not allowed to trick or treat in Belleville, Illinois, which I'm sure is not, you know, actually done anymore. But over what age? Not age. Oh. Yeah, if you're above the, if you're above eighth grade. Oh, I thought it was an age that was no. Given. Okay. But age-wise, if you're over the age of 12 and live in Roanoke, Virginia, you're also shit out of luck when it comes to trick-or-treating because you can't do it there. That's the same grade, right? Or just in Age general. 12. If oh, you're over 12, the age okay. of 12. It's so stupid. Okay, so then you're just opening the door for the 13-year-olds. And older to go out and vandalize. Correct. Yeah. Instead of just letting them be fun, be fun, have fun, and be... At the age of 12, you're still a kid. Right. Like, let them be a kid. Yeah, and especially at 13, you're still a kid anyhow. Yeah. I wonder if any of these are actually, like, 
still upheld. Well, I'm sure they're not. Probably a lot of these dumb laws, probably like one little thing happened, like I mentioned before <laughs> about the pixie yeah. sticks. Yeah. And people freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Kind of like how our, my weird history I'm bringing this episode was. Well, that's not really like a isolated incident. but. So, trivia portion. Okay. My first one is what was the, what was candy corn originally called? Candy corn was originally called chicken feed because it's shaped like corn. Correct, but you already knew that going in. That's because I can see a reflection in your glasses. You cannot read that. You're right, I can't. <laughs> you, you, you already knew that. Uh, you know there's a prob- high probability that I already know all these answers stop already. Stop being okay. so smart. I can't help it. Yeah, you, you know, can. You know, that's why I'm not allowed to be on a team of Trivial Pursuit with my brother. Yeah, we're not talking about that. I know. <clears throat> Do you know which famous magician died on Halloween? Harry Houdini. Yup. <laughs> Here's one you... I hope you don't know. So at least one of them can be like... You know, I can actually tell you an answer. Okay. What was the monster's address? 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Fuck! Yes! You remember when we went and saw Wednesday 13? 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Time of Cage Vampires? Yes. Yeah, there you go. That's how I know that. Okay. What serial killer inspired the movies Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and Silence of the Lambs? Ed Gein or Ed Gein, depending on how you look for pronunciations. Correct. Pumpkins. Fruit or vegetable? They're a fruit. Oh, <laughs> God. I was hoping you were going to answer wrong because of how long you took. But yes, they're a fruit. Why are they a fruit? Because they have seeds. Correct. I almost didn't get that. Then I was like, wait, tomatoes? Because most people consider tomato a vegetable. It's actually a fruit because fruits have seeds and pumpkins have seeds. Smart guy. That's why I like you a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) What country did Halloween originate in? See, now this is where I'm not 100% sure. Just just throw a place out there. I'm going to say Ireland. Yes. Because of its Celtic backgrounds. What were early jack-o'-lanterns made out of? Turnips. Fuck you. (laughs) I should have found some super (laughs) obscure shit to throw in this. What is the number one city for trick-or-treating in the United States? Los Angeles, California. No. Salem, Massachusetts. Nope. Okay, there you got me on one. I'll give you one more guess. Hmm... I have no idea. San Francisco. And that wraps up. And with all those hills out there, I'm sure you can burn off all the... What did you say? 11,000 calories earlier? (laughs) If it's in a little orange pumpkin pail, yeah. Okay. Unless you're like... Well, I don't think any place actually does Halloween like that anymore. Oh, I'm sure there's Where you get like half of a... You probably have it in pockets in smaller towns, maybe. Maybe. But not in larger areas like we live in. Because before we moved, I used it was, from what I can remember, instead of every porch light on, it was maybe like three for four blocks in both directions. Mm. At one point. Dang. But that's that for my little Halloween, my little Halloween stuff. So were you hoping that I would get more of your questions wrong? Yeah. I honestly didn't think you would know the Munster's address. 
I actually almost said it wrong. I had to stop thinking about it. And then <laughs> I remembered, hey, there's that band we went and saw as an opener. I really, did, I really did like them. Yeah. Anyways, I was hoping you would get the turnips one wrong. No, because it's supposed to be Old Man Jack's Lantern for all of eternity with a piece of coal in it to light his way. Get the fuck out of here. So, David. Yes. Sir, Sir Ghoul. The head ghoul of the Emporium. King, King of the Scoop. The Scoopy. <laughs> Anyhow. Moving on. <laughs> what are you going to tell us about? Well, I decided after our last episode being pretty super dark with all the death that we had, even uh-huh. though this is a Halloween episode and yeah. death goes with Halloween and whatnot. I thought about bringing a little bit of, I guess, maybe not really weird history, but a little bit of fun history about haunted houses. And now I don't mean haunted houses as in actual haunted houses where the state of New York had to put into law in 1991, if I remember correctly, that you have to disclose if a house is haunted or not. Like legitimately haunted. Yes. Like paranormal. Okay. So you know how like some states, I think like Florida was like one of the first ones where you had to disclose if somebody was murdered in it. Yeah. Basically the same thing, but if it has ghosts or not, there's actually, it's, I started reading about it and it's quite interesting. I might do an episode on it one time. Why is he so mouthy tonight? Because he's just mouthy. Because it's a Halloween episode. Anyhow. um, So I'm talking about like haunted houses as in the attractions, you know, the ghost rides or haunted trails as some places they're known as. Uh, One of the earliest haunted houses dates back to the 19th century in London. Where it was um, Madame Tussauds' Chamber of Horrors. I I was telling you this the other night. Like, I... That is one of my bucket list things that I want to do. I know. I want to go... I don't care if it's the one in New York, the original one. Where is it out in, like, Paris or something? London. London. I, yeah. I really, really want to go. Whatever one has the Bowie, like... That's the one. I'm pretty sure when I was looking up information for it, the Bowie one is the the original one in London. Okay. Well, that's going to be makes a sense. very expensive trip, but worth it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's Madame Tussauds Chamber of Horrors. Um, it depicted scenes from United Kingdom murderers, notorious historical figures like Adolf Hitler. Oh. And uh, serial killers and cult leaders like Charles Manson was on display there. Um, the Chamber of Horrors is now closed. Aww. It closed in 2016, but it's been replaced with a new exhibit based off of Sherlock Holmes. Aww. I know it sounds lame, but it, it's kind of fitting for their... Yeah, but, I mean, I wonder what they did with all those figures. They're probably in storage. Why would you make something that took that long, that much precision, and... just to hide it in storage? Well, you know, you gotta keep things fresh and new, but, you know, with today's culture, it's like, hey, we're bringing back the original Chamber of Horrors. Right. You're gonna get the crowd like us, they're like, hey, let's go see this and go see, you know, you know, how we compare to, like, the Jim Joneses and the Charles Mansons yeah. and the Dahmers and, you know, then you're gonna get the groups that are like, oh, this is a travesty, you shouldn't be putting these on display, you think of the victims and whatnot, and all. Yeah. But, in which, I, I can see both sides of it. You gotta pick your battles, people. About things. Yep. <laughs> There's more important things to worry about than a business trying to, you know, draw something in, you know, draw an interest in with, you know, popular like it, interests. It's not so much like a travesty that they they would have criminal right. likenesses on display. Like that's those are amazing works of art. Right. I get. I understand. Doesn't matter who it is. Right. Like that's that's crazy art that should 
I don't know. It feels wrong that any of that is hidden. Right. Well, and there goes our Shopcat Salem after probably another Spectre that's been running around the shelves. If you happen to hear that pitter-pattering on the floor. Anyhow, continuing on. Uh, one of the more closer relatives to the modern-day haunted house originates in Paris, France, is the Grand Guignol Theater, which was notorious for having this on-stage depictions of dismemberment using animal intestines and fake blood, which was uh, which I don't somehow that using, if I remember correctly, like soap and food coloring and crushed up bug shells to the type of soap at the time would cause it to fizz. So which would probably make the you know the effect of it bleeding out. I guess it's that's that's, what, that's weird. Yeah, the theater's director would actually not judge how successful a show was by ticket sales, but by how many people passed out in shock in the audiences of the shows. <laughs> the more recent history of the haunted houses that where they really be, took popularity in the United States was during the Great Great Depression. You know, it also has origins of the Great Depression, where the true origins of it come from. Trick-or-treating. Ah. Yeah. Trick-or-treating was originated during the Great Depression. And this mostly because, you know, everyone's like stressed, depressed. Stressy and depressy. Stressy and depressy. There we go. A new term. Maybe, you know, if we start doing merch, you know, it's like make that an option. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, or, Or at least stickers or something. I don't know. Oh, stickers. But the Great Depression haunted houses basically came about were to help the antics of young men or mischief night, you know, deter them from going out vandalizing. Like during yeah. the Great Depression, you got guys stealing fences, like not fences, but the gates of their neighbor's house and throwing them up in trees, causing severe vandalism, cutting down like some of the things that I read about was cutting down full trees and dragging them in front of people's doorways and leaving them there. Cutting down. Just why? Mischief night, you know, blow that's off some That's so much I, effort. I understand, but, you know, <laughs> that's just what they were doing at the time. Um, they said something about stretching beaver straps across sidewalks, which I couldn't find out what the hell a beaver strap was. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the articles that came out. It said something about a beaver strap. Um, that was probably less harmful than you know cutting down a tree right <laughs> dragging in front of somebody's door um cutting down telephone poles flipping cars you know everything that's just downright vandalism but you also had you know your classic ding dong ditch yeah for the most part which is straight harmless and you know things like that i'm sure the neighbors are like you know the kids are just having fun but with all the vandalism and whatnot halloween in 1933 was considered black halloween in reference to Black Tuesday of when the, you know, the Great Stark Market Crash happened. At this point, cities are starting to consider banning Halloween altogether because of all these acts of vandalisms. But um, community groups and neighborhoods, they started to band together, you know, starting the trick-or-treat thing, like one house you would go get a costume from. Yeah. And then you can actually get treats from one house. And then by the time you reach the end of the street or whatever, you, you there would be a neighbor that would have, like, probably a... Sp- their garage or their basement decked out in some kind of theme at this point. Yeah. Um, some of the earlier terms for this was, and it might sound a little bit racist, was spook house or spook houses for haunted houses was one of the earlier names for it. Okay. Um, and like they were typically set up with like different themes. So, you know, you got maybe like the witch's hut or the 
Mad Scientist Laboratory, where I'm not sure if you ever played the game about called either Monster Maker or Withered Corpse. Where those were games? Yeah, what the game, what these games were basically was, it's like the room would be dark, and then you'd have the you know the kids or whatever put their hands in a bowl and it would like feel like and this is the monster's eyes and it's oh, really yes. Feel, yeah yes I don't know what you guys would have called it there but it's I don't know that it had a name. And that's some of the names. And some of the other things that they would use for this is like tortillas for saying it's the skin. Oh. And a half-boiled cabbage as a brain were some of the other things that they were using these early haunted houses for Damn. that game. That would have to be some severely dried out skin to make for tortillas <laughs> to feel like Well, like, like I said, skin. it's like Monster Maker or, oh you know, the Withered Corpse as it was called. Some of the other effects that might have been in another haunted house that was just, you know, like what comes to mind for a haunted attraction of being in the dark in a narrow hallway and having to feel your way through from one of the vintage pamphlets. I couldn't find the whole thing, unfortunately. I really wanted to to get more information out of it. Uh-huh. Um, some of the things that they suggested you to do were take strips of old fur or r- strips of raw liver. And put it on the wall so that they, you know, as people are feeling their way through, yeah, it's kind of gross. One of the other things that the pamphlet suggested was weird moans and howls coming from dark corners. Okay. This is going to sound super cheesy, but this was in there. Sheets painted up like ghosts, kind of like the big scoopy ghost of Halloween <laughs> past that I mentioned earlier. On. It'd be like uh, Barb and Adam from Beetlejuice. Yes, basically. No feet. And, you know, or I don't remember which Peanuts character is always dressed up like a home in, oh, God, in a sheet. Or it? they all did. I don't remember. I just remember there's an image I have of all the Peanuts kids in their Halloween costumes and Sam was oh. added in later. <clears throat> Hanging damp sponges and hair nets from ceilings just at face level for it to touch their faces. So my guess is to simulate cobwebs, maybe. Or what, or a, what was that kind of a sensation? Huh. Was it like wet sponges or just sponges dried? Oh, damp sponges and hair nets. I don't know if it's supposed to be like that's dry weird. hair nets or wet hair nets. Probably just so it grazes, <laughs> ac- it grazes across your face, you know, for yeah. a, a, a sudden unwanted sensation to try and, you know, spike your fear, basically. Um, another thing would be to, and extremely dangerous, blocking doorways and so you would force guests to crawl through long, dark hallways. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good time. You know, oh, there was another thing that I found, too, when I was reading this about taking each electrifying a chair for a mild electric shock. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yep. Okay. But that was more during World War II during the ration, you know, rationing, so they had to find something. Apparently, that was something. It's like, hey, let's just shock little Timmy for Halloween. He's going to love it. <laughs> no. Or you can see little Tim is going to be becoming a recurring character on our, show, our podcast now. Yep. Little Timmy, he's our, the he's, the, he's the invisible third host. I don't know. Maybe that's what it could be the our Patreon if we ever get to that level of the misadventures <laughs> of Timmy. Oh my, oh my God. Yep. One of the things about the things that were, you know, suggested for the long dark hallway was have a cardboard cutout of a black cat painted in glow in the dark luminescent paint. That... I mean, that could be kind of cool. Right. And, you know, one of the oldest things in the book, just plainly jumping out of the dark to scare people. And I love, I love Halloween, love horror, love scary shit. 
I do not like being scared. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't get scared often, but when something jumps out at me, it doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. It just pisses me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, it makes me so mad. I'm sure some of my coworkers are probably the same way. Cause I have this, <clears throat> I joke that I have this special superpower that I can scare people without trying by just like, a, like existing in the same space as them at work. I mean, to be fair, to be fair. For as big of a dude as you are, like as tall as you are, you're pretty light footed most, most of the time. Right. And you can, boop, there you are. <laughs> like, where, where did you come from? <laughs> so the popularity of haunted houses can be accredited to the United States Junior Chambers of JCs and not Walt Disney. JCs? Yep, the JCs. Uh, even though Walt Disney's haunted mansion showed up in the 1960s, but. Like, your local haunted house attraction didn't really show up until the local JCs started using them as a way to fund or raise funds for, you know, local charities and whatnot. Um, for those that might not know what the JCs are, real quick, they are a nonprofit organization for young people between the ages of 18 and 40 to develop leadership skills through community service. The JCs are actually more accredited to creating the haunted trail or the haunted hayride more than they are of a haunted house. Okay. But because of them using them as fundraisers for like for uh, charities in their area, that's when their popularity started to take off in the 70s. Uh, one of the oldest J.C. ran haunted houses is actually in our backyard. Really? Yes. The Niles Scream Park in Niles, <clears throat> Michigan. Oh. Um, on their website, they're pretty sure that they are going to be having their 50th year. If I remember correctly, it's next year. Wow, it's been around that long. Um, yesterday, I was watched a what they call a lights on tour of their haunted house, and it's like it's pretty impressive. Like their tour guide is saying, "Oh, this part's been here st- ever since the 70s and whatnot." So, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, for as long as they're around on their website, they've raised 125 thousand dollars in that time. For local charities and whatnot. Just in their, like, one season a year? No, not one season a year. I think that was their overall <clears throat> time. Uh, in 50 years? Maybe, or maybe it was last year. I don't remember what the website said exactly. Because I feel like as uh, huge, as, huge as this place. It might have been, I misread it. I don't think, it might have been just for last year. Because as big as that video, like I saw in that video last night, there's no way there's yeah, going like, to be. We see it on the news when it opens at the end of september right like yeah the lines of people just waiting to get in like they've got to they've got to make way more than that if anybody in our area is listening and you've ever been there can you know share your experiences in our facebook group that i've mentioned before in previous episodes um i never really had issues with haunted house i found them fun until i had an encounter in one that's uh, on private property yeah the look in your face yeah i've never told you this story you have not nope um, I'm, I can't find any actual proof of it, of anything that I was told about this place. Uh-huh. Since this place is on private property, I'm not saying where it's at, but it's near a religious college in our area. I'll tell you about it later. When I'm, I'm pretty sure. Is it like... Even, I've never even told you the name of this place. Okay. Um, it's actually an old boys reformatory school. Okay. Um, when I had gone there, they had two separate haunts, basically. There's one in the bit, one through the basement. You know, it's, you, know it's, you gotta do that. And then there's one in the upper section. Um, went to the bottom one, no problem. It was super short. But as we're approaching the door for this one that goes upstairs, 
I just keep getting this sense of feeling I'm being watched from a third floor window. I didn't see anything, and, and I just got that, you know, that sense of dread, and I just had this gut feeling, don't go in there, don't go in there. So I didn't, and standing outside waiting for my friends that were with me, talking to the staff that were hanging around about that, and they're like, like, they're like, they just said, don't feel bad. You are not the first person that's ever said this about really? this place. Yeah. It said they've had, you know, other people have felt uneasy about going in there or looking at the building and just like, I'm absolutely not going in there. Huh. Um, so the friends that I was, was there with, they had came back out and they were like, it's like, and they looked scared. I'm like, you guys okay? It's like, you know, it's all fake, right? They're like, yeah, we know it's fake, but we saw an actual ghost in there. That's crazy. So I asked them about it and they <clears throat> said there was a little boy that they saw and they asked, because this place was had guided tours like some do. Yeah. And they had asked about their guide about it. And it's like, there's none of the staff have their kids here. It's part of the policy there that you can't have your kids on property. That's crazy. Yeah. So. So after that, I mean, that's, you know, other things that I've told you about that I've encountered. That was one of yeah. those things that I was like wanting answers for. But from what I understand, one kid that died on that property was after sneaking back in and he got a inf- real bad leg infection from cutting it on a barbed wire fence and whatnot. Oh, oh and not only that, this place is somewhat near part of the trails of years that went through Indiana. Uh-huh. That was a whole other fun experience that I might explain another day. Yeah. Um. So, but even though every good story, being a story of a history, you know, needs some kind of a villain, right? Well, there's in the southern United States, there's an adaptation of haunted houses. They're called hell houses. Or it's also known as a judgment part of, you know, some parts of the, along the eastern seaboard or another part of the United States. It's called what? It's called a judgment house in other parts of the country. But okay. mostly in the south, you know, the south, they're called hell houses. Um, where they are typically ran by Protestant churches where they try to use the same model of a haunted house. To I guess scare people on the path onto the right path with God, typically with a guided narr- narration of short vignettes of abortion, which you know is really a hot topic right now. It's overturning yeah. Roe versus Wade, but we are not getting another government or another discussion of that. Yeah. So uh, alcohol and drug use. <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Yes, we're not going alcohol to alcohol and drug juice. Drug, drug juice, yeah. We're so the, the Protestants are so against charging the rivers. Now, all right, so okay, so typically they are with a guided narration and short vignettes of abortion, alcohol, and drug use, suicide, premarital sex. Themes around the seven deadly sins as well, too. I mean, whatever the hot button topic is right now, you can almost guarantee these hell houses are going to have some right. narrated scene that goes along with them, which, yeah. Anyway, because after why, like, last night, you know, doing my research, I got curious to see what these things look like, and I'm sorry they are hilarious. I understand a lot of these are just, you know, youth groups of the church putting these things on, whatnot, but there's some, I mean, some of them, they were like the last one that I watched that was put together pretty well. And some of the earlier ones that I put on, they were kind of bad, kind of <laughs> cheesy. I mean, you are, would, the, are those the ones that you were like, 
hardcore cracking up watching. No, the last one that I was hardcore cracking up laughing about was the guy that was supposed to be a quote unquote demon. The things he was what he was he was really into it and what things he was saying were fucking great. Oh, um, like one of the scenes that he was talking about uh, was before his narration was. I'm assuming with the vignette was of a cheerleader having an abortion, and just before they pull the curtain, the curtain back, he was like, "I was skipping through, so I, I had just skipped ahead to the right part to where him say, courtesy of young love in the back of a 1994 Camaro.' I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and the curtain pulls back, and there's. <laughs> I'm assuming it's supposed to be this high school cheerleader having an abortion. I mean, some of these videos are quite amusing, but I get what they're trying to do. But they are also infuriating because they are trying to fear these kids into accept Jesus into their lives. And I'm not trying to bash religion. If you want children to, you know, take a path of Christianity, find a better way to do it than trying to scare them into it. Because if you're Correct. using... The fear of hell going, you know, to get on a good path in your life, you need to change your priorities or something. You need to find Jesus. <laughs> you need to find Jesus. No. <laughs> um, hell houses were created originally in the 1970s by Reverend Jerry Falwell. There is a documentary about one of these hell houses that I remember watching, but you can't find it too far. It's probably past the first page of Google. Um, the name of the documentary is Hell House, not to be confused by the Zach Bagans documentary about the Hell House in Gary, Indiana. I want to say it's so bad. Let me guess. You want to say Zach Bagel Bites? Zach Bagel Bites. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, but, so we're going to like just skip ahead to like modern days where we are now. Um, today, haunted houses are still evolving and they have now evolved into a $300 million industry. Really? Yep. Three hundred million. Three hundred million dollars a year is made in the haunted house industry per year. Per year. Wow. Scaring the piss out of people for the fun of it. Wow. Um, some of these more professional haunts are now world famous, like, are held. I mean, are held in like world famous haunted like locations, like yeah. Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania. I think I don't remember. I forgot to put it in my notes. Uh, uh, I know that I, th I believe they do one in the Ohio State Reformatory. I'm sure they do. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't think there's any world famous haunts, but the Niles one was actually rated number one last year. Really? Yep. Huh. They were rated number one on Coaster.com, I think it was. We're not thrill park enthusiasts, so I never really followed the website. I didn't even know it existed until I, I was on Niles Haunted House, Niles Scream Park website to get information about them. Because, I mean, those people, what they got up there, they they do lots of great work for the area. And it's all ran on volunteers. Mm -hmm. And there's very little paid staff, and it's all volunteer-based, basically, out there. Um, but back to where I was at. But with these more professional haunts that are more commercially and not just a fundraising event, they have, you know, paid actors. And, you, you know, I'm sure they still love Halloween just as much as the volunteers do. I'm sure if you go to a volunteer-ran one, you're going to have a hell of a lot better time because they Probably. are... They want it, they're there because they want to do this. They're not doing it to collect a paycheck. Right. So you Halloween haunted house volunteers, we salute you. The Hollywood-level props and effects in some of these more commercial haunts, but, I mean, even seeing the video from Niles, I mean, they're pretty up there, you know, for what they doing with what they can. I'd like to see a video of it, you know, with all the lights off and everything running, basically, but yeah. I don't think there is one. 
any there's some of them are even now pushing the envelope of actual haunted houses of waiver signed attractions where they're allowed to touch you and i'm not talking about mccanny manor i don't care what anybody says that is not a haunted house if you think that that's a haunted house i'm sorry it's not that's just one guy that knows all the loopholes in the law to get around to legally torture people for his own amusement um with that said that's a little bit about how haunted houses got created and there is one that i found interesting that was in a historical park that's like all steam powered amusement parks, uh, park rides that I wish I could find inside pictures and video of that I wanted to add because it's probably one, it was also considered one of the first haunted houses. So it was like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Huh. So what do you think about the history of haunted houses there? I think that's very neat. I didn't, you know, really know the yeah. backstory of how they came yeah. about, but. You taught me something. Yeah. Look at um, that. And the, a lot of the thing is, like, a lot of these, I guess, paranormal stories or haunted house stories of, like, now we're... Now I'm going to get into a little bit about the actual haunted houses that, you know, like Amityville allegedly was. Or right. The Inville haunting and things like that. <clears throat> is that back to, once again, the Victorian aged houses to yeah. keep... And it basically was is they came up with these ghost stories about, oh, stay out of that house because it's haunted. It wasn't because... It was just to keep kids out of it from hurting themselves. It just happened to be around World War One when, like, the Victorian age was coming to an end, basically. Huh. You, that, you're, <clears throat> you're definitely going to have to do a whole, like, Victorian... Oh, yeah, like... ...episode... I mean, there's a couple things that I have clicked on it just because it's like really weird. Like the secret language of flowers called Florilic. Florilic? I said it read it once before. Now I can't say it. It's the secret language of flowers, of sending secret messages with certain types of flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. That vic- sounds fascinating. The, yeah, the, yeah, you look really bored here in that. <laughs> no, no. Just, I'm trying to think like, is it the flowers talking to other flowers or people talking to flowers or flowers talking to people. No, no you're using the flowers <clears throat> to send a secret message by using certain species of flowers. Oh, you told me this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's also like where a lot of oh, if you, you know, if this person's a friend, you only send carnations in this color or a rose in this color. That's where this all comes from. Is originated oh, okay. out of. But yeah, with like so with some of the stories I've researched and future episode topics I've researched, there's always some weird batshit story that comes out of the Victorian period with it. And I yeah. just been like, okay, save that and save that. They were they that. they were weirdos back yeah, then. Yeah, so I have it on my my page of episode ideas under miscellaneous. I have it yeah. typed out as why is the batshit no, that was why is the Victorian era so batshit crazy? <laughs> Or something like that. I don't remember. Or weird shit from the Victorian era, I think is what I have it as. You're definitely going to have to do that. So. Well, it looks like the clock is about to ready to strike midnight, so we probably should get out of here. So, from us to you. Happy Halloween, and remember to creep it real. <laughs>